All right, everybody, welcome back to the Millennial Sales Podcast, episode 252. It is the first day of September. We're heading into Labor Day weekend. I'm excited. Uh, I'm heading to a wedding uh, out in the Midwest, family wedding. I'm going to see some family. Going to have a couple drinks, going to relax. I'm looking forward to it. Um, excited about today's podcast. Uh, I got Scott Milliner on the show. He is the CEO of IntroSnap. Um, IntroSnap uh, helps to provide a way to book meetings faster and cheaper while supporting global causes important to invitees. What does that mean? Um, essentially, you have a discovery call with someone or you're trying to prospect to someone instead of uh, you know, asking for everything in return and giving nothing of value, um, you can actually ask them about what they care about and donate on behalf of whatever charity that they're passionate about, whether it's for climate change, whether it's for veterans, whether it's for cancer, whatever it is. Uh, they, they match with, uh, I think, millions of charities uh, around the world that you can find um, and, and connect with. So I love what Scott's doing there and, and what he's building in a way that's building a business, which I'm interested in, and also doing good in the world, which I'm also uh, interested in. So uh, definitely check that out before he was at IntroSnap. He was the VP of sales over at BlueShift and Functionize. He ran enterprise sales over at Oracle Marketing Cloud. We talk about some of the seven-figure deals that he closed there and you know, how he went about doing that and, and strategy uh, for any of the big deal closers out there, um, how he got into sales, all that. It's a great conversation. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Um, we'll check that out in a second. Uh, but first, a word from our sponsor, this podcast is brought to you by Postal.io. Uh, the OGs that have been sponsoring the show, they, they help create a curated uh, experience marketing platform that helps you cut through the noise. What does that mean? You're sending gifts to your partners, your prospects, your customers. Instead of sending the boring Starbucks gift card or something like that, you can do um, you know, an event. You can do something that's curated from the florist around the corner or the local winery or brewery or whatever it might be. Um, it's a really cool company. I love a lot of the people uh, working over there. Uh, I've gotten to know them personally. They're all very cool people. Uh, I highly suggest you check them out at postal.io. And starting next week after Labor Day, we're going to do a little giveaway. So stay tuned. Uh, you can learn more about that. Just make sure you're following me on LinkedIn, Tom Alemo on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm Tommy Tahoe on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, without further ado, let's get straight into my conversation with Scott Milliner. Let's go. All right, Scott Milliner, welcome to the Millennial Sales Podcast. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Tom? I am doing well. You you've got a uh, a nice sunny background. Are you in uh, Are you in the Bay Area? Yeah, I'm in Marin County. <clears throat> I'm in Marin okay. County, so you're uh, you're looking at my uh, I'll turn my you're looking at my backyard here. So I'm <laughs> I like yeah, that. When the weather's nice, it's a great outside office. Yeah, I'm envious of that. Stuck in uh, a San Francisco apartment with like one small window in this room. Uh, so um, that's nice. Uh, well, thanks for, for grabbing some time. Excited to learn uh, a little bit about your path today and, and what you're building at IntroSnap and, um, you know, just, just kind of diving into it. So thanks for taking some time. Yeah, thank you. Um, so you're a, are you a New Yorker originally? Did I, I see am that? a New Yorker by trade. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Grew up in New York, grew up in central New York, spent a lot of time in, you know, in Manhattan and, and downstate as we call it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love, love New York. And I spent, and spent my summers in Cooperstown, which is okay. known for the baseball hall of fame. 
you know, cabin on the lake kind of thing. So yeah, New York is a great place to grow up. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I grew up in, in Boston, so I, I can relate to like the East Coast going to, to West Coast. Was So was it a situation where you graduated college and just like wanted to get into the Silicon Valley area and, and you know, kind of chase gold, so to speak? Or, or how did that all happen? Yeah, no, exactly. You know, I had been dreaming about software and tech and I'd always been a little bit of a computer nerd. Uh, you know, talked to my dad into buying a computer when I was 12. And he's like, what are you talking about? You know, uh, you know, 12 year olds don't need in, in computers and I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, you know, old school, but, um, and then, so, you know, reading about the Silicon Valley and Apple and all the companies out here. So, uh, I went to the university of Rochester and then just came right out here after school and, you know, you live here in Northern California and it's not long before you realize, I don't think I'm going back. You know? Yeah. So lots going on, great weather, you know, very just rich culture. And, and I also, I love the outdoors and I love the mountains and fishing and camp. I mean, we have, you know, we have everything here. Uh, so and unfortunately we also have drought and fires, but <laughs> yeah, you know, but yeah. So did you know straight like out of school that you wanted to get into sales or what was your first job coming out of school? It was, uh, it was sales. Yeah. So I came out and joined a friend of mine's company who was a startup at the time. Uh, and we were selling a, a, a Matt, you know, a, basically a, a plugin for PCs um, that made them essentially Macintosh compatible, a pretty cool product that he had invented. So it was sort of throw in the fire, like, yep, come on out of school and we need to sell this thing. And you know, I've always loved working with people and, I like presenting and working through ideas and uh, you know, the thrill of closing a sale. And so it, it was sort of a natural fit for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you, um, did, did you ever happen to have like sales training or did you, did you read like sales books back then? Like when you were first starting and, and on the come up or was it more of like trial by fire? A little bit of both. Um, I, I, I did uh, I did like the Miller Hyman, uh, trade okay. sales training courses, which were really helpful. Like, oh, there's a lot of structure to sales. Yeah. Uh, you know, sales is a process. Hmm, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, and then I also did a lot of self, uh, um, just training, like reading books by sales pros and presenters like Zig Ziglar. And there's that whole ilk of guys that, yeah. that produced a lot of like sales, you know, uh, uh, books and, 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 and listened really usually listened uh, to those super helpful you know, you, you know, you, there's so much going on in sales and it's not, some of it's intuitive, a lot can definitely be learned and it really helps. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, it, those, there was like a legendary time period there where you had like the Zig Ziglar's and Dale Carnegie's and <laughs> Napoleon Hills. I don't know if they were all, they all seem to be alive around the same time. I don't know if they truly were, or if, or if there's really like a, an age difference there or a time difference, but those are just kind of like the, the OGs that, um, you know, I learned them, you know, that's what I was reading when I started, you know, uh, like seven years ago. So uh, yep, they're, they're yep. timeless. Still timeless. Yeah. Those, those, those lessons are, are timeless, how to work with people and get things done. And so, yeah. And then, you know, I've done training throughout my career and then <clears throat> reading lots of books and you, you got to keep up on it because there has been a lot of innovation, especially with the growth of SaaS sales and modern sales practices and what customers expect and, and, the, and, and, and uh, how we go about it now is, has changed. So it's important to keep, keep reading and learning. Yeah, so we're we're gonna talk a little bit about um, 
you know, the startup that, that you're running nowadays. Um, but you also, you know, a number of years ago, we're, we're director of sales running a, a team over at Oracle, which is like, in my mind, as far away from running a startup as possible, right? Like yeah. working at an Oracle or, or Salesforce or something like that. So um, I'd love to hear kind of your, your positive and negatives of both experiences. So if we start with like the Oracle working at just such a behemoth of a company, like what was that experience like, uh, both like positives and negatives? You know, uh, overall, it was great. Just, yeah. uh, it's an amazing company. You know, Oracle is one of those top companies that's super well run, best practices, great team, hiring practices, uh, incredible brand. You know, they're, they're already, you know, Oracle is one of those companies that they already have feet walking into and probably already contracts with everyone in the Fortune 1000. You know, and so you, there's no guessing who is Oracle and what do you guys do and, and getting introductions and, you know, Accenture helps you. And, you know, it's, it's sort of that level of, 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 of company. Uh, and so you learn a lot about, about those best practices and sales and proper sales enablement and the team structure with the, the VPs and the directors and the SEs and the sales orgs and the account structure and the, and the, the um, pricing structure and all, you know, all those things that come with with what we kind of have gotten used to now in SaaS sales, Oracle's you know very good at those things. So you know you just learn a lot about how big companies do it, um, and what it's like to walk in with a powerful brand. You know I I sold the Oracle Marketing Cloud, which yeah. uh, really had been invented by Kevin Ackroyd uh, with yeah. Mark Hurd, um, and you know like we need to put these products together and and make a cloud out of it. Uh, and then you know he helped birth this idea of, of a marketing cloud. Um, so it was a very hot space, still is. Um, and so I was there at a very, at a very good time. Had great, you know, management. Susan Lorkovich and 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 a great management team. So really, really uh, excellent experience. And you know, I did very well there. You know, I was number one out of three hundred and fifty reps. You know, Woo! yeah, I had a you know, I had a you know, just cr crushing some years. Uh, you know, is so so the one good thing is the dollar figures are large, right? Like. You close, you close, uh, you know, multi-year deals. For example, where uh, Cisco Systems takes, you know, half your marketing cloud, and and commits to it for like, you know, you know, you know, six million dollars ARR, you know, you know, and then you add accelerators to that, you know, pretty good, right? Pretty good, like pretty amazing payouts. So, uh, it was an amazing experience. And another great thing, and 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 for anyone listening that's sort of thinking about their own career. One of the really good things about going to an Oracle or an Adobe or Salesforce or SAP or Microsoft, um, and there's a bunch of others, uh, you gain a personal brand. So yeah. then they, they know, so then, you know, companies like that don't hire you and keep you if you're not good uh, and, and they have stringent practices and they know. So then from there, there are so many companies that are going to want to hire you. Oh, you came out of Oracle Marketing Cloud. We're in MarTech. Please come and show us how it's, you know, you know. startups that grow they don't have that necessarily that dna and so it's just a big sort of stamp of approval like oh you were at adobe you were at salesforce for a few years yeah you did well you, you can you can get a sales job you know anywhere at a drop of the hat because you bring that pedigree totally yeah that's that's something that i think uh especially for folks that that are early on in their career too um is advice that i've heard from from people quite often is like hey go Go to sales boot camp, so to speak, at somewhere like Salesforce. Um, yeah, just happens to be the big name that comes up nowadays. I think, yeah. uh, especially in the Bay Area, 
go there for two, three years, build up your brand, build up the skill set. They, you know, they, they plug you into wherever you are and, and know what they're doing. And, yep. um, you know, you'll have a, a sales job for a long time afterwards totally. elsewhere, assuming that, you know, you, you did a good job and, and know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, no, you, you will. Um, and it's like, who's going to be better at sales process than Salesforce, right? And then, um, and then also you make great contacts mm-hmm. you know, because you're going to be working with hundreds of other salespeople from BDRs to AEs to VPs to directors. Yep. And those people are all going to go somewhere, right? And, and then you spend three or four years and you know, invest in, in, your, in your business, but also invest in spending time with as many people as you can because it's kind of like going to college or going to business school they're yeah. all going to disperse. Everyone ends up leaving and going, and then you've got friends all over the place that'll, that'll buy from you, hire you, advise you, you know, it's, it's, um, and I've, you know, I've, I've already leveraged that at Oracle, uh, you know, numerous times and then people, you know, have that, that's that sort of fraternity feeling to it. So, or sorority yeah. feeling to it that they'll help you anytime. Yeah. So let's talk for a minute about these big deals, right? I mean, we're talking, um, you know, millions of dollars in ARR, you know, multi-year contracts. And some folks that are listening to the show are, are either in enterprise sales or maybe aspire to be. Uh, I feel like at some point in a sales career, you you tend to go one of two ways. You either say, hey, I want to close the biggest deals in company history, or maybe I want to get into a management path. And you could do both. Um, but I feel like you get to a point where you might be the top, you know, mid-market or, or small business rep, and you kind of have a, a, a decision to make. And so I'm curious, um, like what, what were the skill sets that you think helped you uh, in particular, like with such big, massive enterprise deals with someone like Cisco? Uh, number one is, is uh, tenacity. Mm. All day, every day, you got to bulldog that thing through with <laughs> don't get discouraged no matter what happens. You know, you've got to put your confidence hat on and just grind it out because they're not going to buy in a month or two months or six months. It takes months and months and months. It could take nine months to a year, uh, sometimes faster. But, you know, the part of it is just tenacity. And then you've got to, number two, you've got to realize that in any company that large, any deal that large, there's going to be at least 10 to 20 people involved in the decision. Mm. And if any one of those people is a no on the card, you got a problem because no's are very powerful. People do not like to... Uh, buy something if people don't think it's a good idea because they don't want to blemish. And so it's all consensus. You've Mm. got to get consensus. And the key thing uh, for for, uh, a complex sale like that is you got to find out who is actually in the decision because sometimes they won't show up to the meetings and someone will mention, oh yeah, we'll just got to run it by the director or uh, the the VP has to sign off. They play it down actually because they want to show up there. Uh, Which VP is going to sign off? I mean, you can't be like, oh, good. Then that person will go get the. No, no. You got to go meet that VP, track them down, get them in front of your CEO. You know, have lunch with them. Um, so one thing that I used to do is I would make a, a, a sheet, a spreadsheet, and I would have a yes or no column. I literally had green and red, and yeah. I would mark the columns and I put every single person that was in every meeting, and then I would ask my champion or the person that was essentially the lead, um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who was that that sat in for five minutes? Oh, that was the head of IT. Well, you know, and and then talk to every single one of them. Don't just work with your lead. Don't be single threaded. Critical. Mm-hmm. Probably the most critical thing is don't be single threaded. Like, oh, they said everything's fine. No, it ain't. You got to talk to everybody. So I would say, great, I'm going to call that, that person. I'm going to contact that person, email that person, come in and have lunch, walk the halls like old school. 
because yeah. you know they're around um and you got to meet with every single one of them and turn them from green to if they're not red, green you better turn them to green so that's the kind of thing and then once they all say yes you're going to probably going to get your deal um so that's critical stuff um and that and that that yes no that's that's saying like yes we're we want you know in this case it's marketing cloud right like we're a pro, yeah. we're we're a proponent for it it's not just getting the meeting it's getting them to actually to say, no to say yes verbally say correct. yeah exactly right correct you're you're a gong right tom is that correct yeah oh, yeah so same thing i'm sure gong yep. wants to go get whatever large you know sales org you don't have yet and uh yep. and there's going to be a bunch of people involved in that decision and so same thing like well, yeah, but you know, we already have some recording or we have a note taking or, you know, yeah, but I don't know if everyone wants to listen to calls and, you know, and you've got one naysayer like that out of yeah. 10 decision makers and it'll drag. So you got to find those people and turn them into a yes. Like, okay, I talked to Tom. I get it now. We don't have that stuff automatically transcribed and analyzed. We don't know what's going on. I get it. now. And Bing switched to a yes. They have another meeting. He's like, yep, I'm good. Boom. Okay, Tom, let's get to contract. You know, yeah. that's a good day. And so yeah. what, you know, do you, what, what, what happens if you have the detractor right in that meeting? That's just like, you know, their, their brother works at the competitor. So, you know, like they just have ties with someone else. They really, for some reason, they don't, maybe they don't like you or they don't like the product or your CEO or whatever. Like there are yeah. times that I've come across with, you know, large deals where it's just like, there's someone there that is just really, really hard to win over. And even if you yeah. have that conversation and um, you try to hear them out and, and try to talk through it, they're just not going to, they're, they're, they're being very difficult about it or they're, yeah. they're avoiding you on, they're ghosting you on, on uh, yeah. having that type of conversation. It happens. It's, it's, it's happened to me more than once. Um, so, so let's say you just are, you're just not going to convince that person. We're not going to, of course you try. Oh, yeah. please tell me what your objections are and you try to overcome them. That's number one, right? Don't yep. just, because if you're tenacious sooner or later, they might say, well, their button's blue and your button's green. I like blue. Oh, yeah. thank <laughs> you for telling me. Thank you for telling me. We have a blue button too. And oh, maybe you can turn them, but maybe you can turn yeah. them. Um, so the one way is a, at least get them from a no to a fence, which is like, thank you so much. I just want to make sure to compare to the other company uh, and just provide you this information, better, 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 same, 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 better, better, you know, and we're this, this, and this. And we have, you know, two people that are similar to your company. So just keep that in mind. We're number one and leave it at that. And then what you got to do is you've got to get the person who has more decision power than they do to be a yes. And mm -hmm. you alert, you can alert that person. I know this is like in the weeds, but this is what great enterprise selling is about. It is about the people. In the end, mm -hmm. it is about the people. It's about their emotions and about how they feel mm -hmm. saying yes in front of the group and, and, and not making a mistake. You got to convince the, the senior person, the VP or whoever, uh, you know, uh, looks like we've got everybody. Uh, and, you know, there was, I do want to, there, there was, I think one person had a couple of other questions around the blue and the green buttons. Just want to make sure you're aware our button is blue also, and it does this. So if you, if you, if you hear that, I think there's just some miscommunication we've got the blue button too, and that does this. And so just be aware of that. So that then if, when that person goes, well, they don't have the, well, you know, I think we're good. I think we're good on that. So they overrule yeah. them with knowledge, right? So you can mm -hmm. preempt, basically preempt that person's objections by giving all the information to the head decision maker so that when that comes up, they can basically safely overrule and say, you know, good point. We did go into that. And I think we're good on that. Cause you know, so 
you can get overruled, but you got to give them reasons why that they're not going to be. Because if the other person says, "Oh, they don't have the blue button," and they didn't, and you didn't preempt it, they'll be like, "Oh God, I didn't know that that was a thing." And then you got to go through a whole another bunch of meetings. What's all the blue button about? So yeah. preempt that. That's the that's the most important thing uh, in that situation, and get the senior most senior person to buy in. Mm, yeah, I love it. Um, okay, so pivoting away from that, I, I do want to get into uh, intro snap and, and talk about it. So uh, post Oracle. You know, VP of sales at, at, at multiple different companies. Um, and I think you just started Intro Snap like what five six months ago. So I'd love to hear, mm -hmm. you know, before we even get into anything else, like why, like why, why now, uh, like start a company? What was the problem that you saw in the market, and and why you wanted to be, you know, a first time founder? I believe a first time yeah. founder. Now. Yeah. Um, so you know, the as a VP of sales, I saw over and over again the team struggling with what can we send, do, say, offer that is outside of just the pitch. And you guys might do this at Gong, like, okay, we got this prospect. Uh, we had a call with them that kind of aren't coming back. Let's poke them, because they have another meeting. So it's just endless poking, yeah. or uh, let me send you another PDF about how great our features are. Yeah. Um, you know, as if they didn't, they already probably understand that. So, and, and we would have entire meetings about, well, let me see, what can we send, you know? Um, Oh, they went to University of Michigan. Should we send them a mug with a Michigan logo, <laughs> or should we mention the Michigan? Hey, Michigan won the game! Yay! You know, and 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 this is going on every day. Millions of sales conversations, and it, what the fundamental problem is that we are in the human to human selling era. It you got to get away from B to B, and we got to be H to H. That's what Interstamp is helping to do. So what that means is you got to be personal, meaningful, uh, provide something outside of the pitch that this person cares about that you can latch on to. And a great thing, one of the, and we, so Interstamp essentially is a solution to this. What can you do and send during a cycle or to get a meeting uh, that is the most personal touch you can make? It's a donation to their favorite cause. It's literally the most personal, meaningful thing you can do. It sounds like wow, really? Yeah, because sending them a box of donuts—it's nice, a Starbucks card—but that's not that personal, really. And they've gotten ten of us. Sending, you know, hey, Michigan won the game. Well, yeah, you saw the news. Thank you very much for reminding me of something I already know. Or not doing anything, right? Just poking. Hey, how about Tuesday? How about Tuesday? Um, but what happens is, especially there's another trend going on where people want to give back as part of doing business. They know we got to save the planet. We got to save people. We got to save animals. We got to save the water supply. Like there's serious things going on. And so um, uh, everyone has a cause. Any exec you're selling to probably has a cause they care about. And so what we have, what we find, and this is what's working already with IntroSnap. We've already got you know a lot of teams on board. There, we have a lot of uh, users who are sales reps and they're being very successful with it. Um, they are offering, so they'll ask in in a, on a, even on a, starting with a discovery call. So let's talk more about you. Is there something you're into, or a charity you support, or you an outdoorsy person? Oh yeah, I, I love to fly fish. And there's a rivers I go. What river do you go to? Oh, I guarantee you, there's a fund for that river or yep. the mountain that they hike on, uh, or you know the, the, the lake in their area, or the, the animal rescue in their area where they went and got their dog. You have a dog, where'd you get it? Oh, we got it at the rescue. Oh, what's, what's the name of that rescue? Oh, it's the so-and-so Marin rescue. Oh, really? And then you send them an intro-snap, we call it a charitable gift offer, so that they yep. have to come and accept it. You're not just sending it. You know, but 
to that animal rescue where they went and got their dog free or to that river. There's some fund that supports the health of that river guaranteed because uh, we have over a million in interest net. So it's in there. Mm. Um, and then, oh, uh, schools, local schools where their kids go. You can ask them, oh, you have kids. Where do they go to school? Oh, I, they go to school here at the Marin blah, blah, blah school. Oh, really? Yeah, I guarantee you there's a fund for that school. Everyone's, everyone's got an org and raising capital. Yeah. And then you Two days later, imagine you send them, hey, so great chatting with you. We want to make a donation to the Marin, you know, such and such school where your kids go $100 on us. Uh, just click to accept. Wow, that's cool. Really? You're going to put 100 bucks to the kids to the school my kids go to or to the fund that supports the river where I fly fish or that animal rescue where we got our puppy? That's awesome. Okay, you've got me, right? Now we're on something else. And then what's cool is they go and select a charity accept it and now you have a topic to talk about that's outside of the pitch mm. and so now you're human to human so then what you do is you follow up with some news oh i, I just do a quick search from time to time oh i saw in marin there's a blah 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 about the school system or or that river it turns out that it's part of the watershed and i saw this thing about trout fishing oh yeah trout fishing on the river because that's what they really want to talk about right, right. You know, is, is, and then when you call them you say oh you know they 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 thank you, so the next call starts with the customer thanking the rep. Mm. When does that ever happen? <laughs> yeah. right? And then it's like, oh, that river. Tell me, oh yeah, I went this weekend and I it was great and I caught this huge trout. And then so you start this whole other thread that's personal throughout the cycle, and it is absolutely helping people win deals, uh, get deals done faster, beat competitors because they're they're thinking more about you, and they, that really it builds this bond that is so elusive in sales. And it's just fun, you know, and it's good. It feels makes everyone feel good, right? So, um, so that's really what we're doing. And, and the thing is, the sales and marketing budgets are enormous. We're spending a lot of money on tools, a lot of money on outreach. It's not working that well. So let's shift some of those budgets. A, give back to a cause that's good for everybody. Yeah. Save the planet in whatever context you want to, and do something great for the customer. And it's something they can accept because more and more of these these uh, corporate gifting, they can't even accept it. You know, like gift cards, 50 or hundred dollars. That's a, whoa, I can't take cash or, you know, expensive baskets with wine. I, you know, I can't, a lot of companies can't even do that. Um, or they don't want you to mail it to their house because everyone's working at home now. So the charity, oh, a charitable gift that I can do because it's going to the charity, but it's on my behalf, totally copacetic. So it's also fixing that, that, that kind of challenge. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're doing. And it's just, it's just great. And it makes everyone feel good. And you've got this rapport and it helps you uh, win deals. Yeah, the I mean, the first thing that, that stood out to me when I first heard about IntroSnap was I figured it was going to be actually something different. I figured it was going to be an SDR prospecting in and saying, hey, if you take an intro call with us, you know, mm -hmm. 20 minutes equals $20 to your charity of choice. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe it is that too. But what you said is it's actually on, you know, on this first call, said if I get on here with, with you, Scott, and I say, hey, Oh, how's the weather? Or, you know, what, you know, insert, you know, kind of like fake rapport building thing here. Um, I love the idea of asking, like, all right, so just for like five minutes, like, what, what do you care about outside of, you know, work? Let's, yeah, you know? let's talk and, about you. Yeah. And you support a cause. What are you into? You can ferret out pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's just, um, that's a great way to, to build rapport. Like, just, just in general, like, I, I, I love that idea. And I, I want to, do more of that as a salesperson. Um, do you have SDRs or someone doing this? Like, 
to get people's attention or um people or use not? it for both yeah you can send it out we have people building it into cadences sales loft and outreach yeah yeah so you know step number you know it makes some awareness step number four hey gong loves to give back and and and, and we want to just we're doing this special thing this month where we're giving to diversity and inclusion and here's a charity or select your own 50 bucks on us uh thank you so much just leave it at that and then the the ones that come and engage so what they have to do is they have to come to they click and come to a, a landing page that interest produces for say gong and then they accept it and they can search for other charities and then they pick one or they pick the one that you suggested and then you get a confirmation and then they get a thank you card a digital thank you card um that's really the process and so then if they've accepted it then it's not so much like quid pro quo like yeah, it's a little like 50 bucks for half an hour is like, well, it's not really a fair mix. But if they what we find is that they come and accept your donation offer, then you can say, hey, I saw that you wrote the thing with the river or the dogs, you know, save the dogs fund. I love dogs, too, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, me, too. And that was so cool. Uh, great. You know, and then you can ask for a meeting or, you know, hey, you know, you know, by the way, did you see the webinar coming up or whatever, you know, whatever it is, we're always pushing something. Um, yeah. And we also have marketers using it to drive attendance and meetings booked after webinars, for example, another good use. Um, so it's that's you can use that in outreach, uh, you know, in, in cadences or or mid funnel after any conversation, send it um, to build that that relationship uh, and have that topic. Yeah, I also love um, this reminds me, I, I can't remember the name of it, of it, of what it is in, in the book Influence by Robert Cialdini. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where it's essentially your, it's not quid pro quo. It's, it's kind of the opposite. It's you're offering something, you're giving something to someone. I remember they, they talked about this theory with people that would give out like pamphlets at the airport. Um, mm -hmm. And they found that when they give them a, a flower, I forget what the name of the organization is, but they give them this little like carnation or something um, with, the, with no ask uh, in return, the people were, you know, hundreds percent more likely to donate to the cause. Um, and so it's kind of the same thing. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to help donate to your charity. I'm not saying I'm doing it for a meeting. I'm not doing it for a deal, but you are kind of putting your best foot forward in that sense and, and maybe starting the relationship on a, on a stronger foot. No, that's exactly right. There's a psychology to that, that basically if, when you give somebody something, they inherently feel a little more obligated to then do something for you in return. And, yep. and, and, you know, that's fine. That's fair. Um, and, you know, giving to, to a charity for somebody is also a great way to start a conversation, start a relationship, you know, so that's why, that's why, you know, it, it's working. Yeah. I'm curious now, uh, we talked about the $6 million deals at Oracle and you've been in startups, uh, for, for quite a long time as well, but now running your own, uh, it's probably the exact opposite, right? You're like, you're elbowing mm -hmm. and bumping your way to probably every single customer that you can get. So what's yeah. the... What's the difference there for maybe people that have never worked at a very early stage startup? Like what, what's the process of like customer acquisition at your stage right now? Um, IntroSnap, uh, you know, we're doing great. Part of it is that I have got a great, you know, uh, sort of Rolodex, so to speak. I've got an awesome yeah. network. And, and, and so first, first of all, start as you work your network, you know, and you go yeah. contact people that you already know. Um, and my co-founder Xander Garovi, he also has, you know, he came out of also a lot of Oracle and Trip Actions and Lattice Engines. So we have a sales background, which is of course what this whole thing's born out of is seeing that pain. 
Um, so working on network and just working through that and understanding how to talk about the pain. So we have that kind of that part nailed. Um, but then also, you know, the message just is resonating incredibly well. I mean, I, I, interest nap is probably the easiest thing I've ever had to, you know, sell, I guess. It's, it's almost not even as, I mean, literally we get on, we get on with a VP of sales or sales enablement or a marketer who runs demand gen and webinars. And I'm not kidding you. It's like a 25 minute sales cycle. We yeah. get done with the call. They're like, well, why wouldn't we do this? We need to be doing this. How do we get started? And it's super easy. It's free to start. You just put a credit card. You start sending out requests. You actually only pay if a donation is made. There's no SaaS license. There's no hundred grand a year to worry about, you know, and so we've made it frictionless, self-serve. Um, so it's also just been really uh, easy, but it's just a huge pain point. You know, everybody is trying to solve this problem of what are we going to do that's different and personal? So, you know, this human to human selling is is a big trend and that we're fitting right into that. You know, if you like, if you look at it, it's part of it is like everyone, so many people working at home now, which just brings a much more, like, look at us now, we're relaxed, right? I'm in my backyard, <laughs> you're in your room. And you notice we're not using backgrounds. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but generally on Zoom now, the number of backgrounds is probably five or 10%. Whereas mm -hmm. when it was, when it was, newer a lot of people felt oh, gosh i have to have a background because i can't show them where i am right that's right. not formal enough now people are like oh man i'm over it <laughs> right people are over yeah. the stiffness and the formality and so you've got to be human so that's playing right into that yeah totally i i almost feel like it's a not almost i do feel it's a it's you're selling yourself short as a salesperson if you have one of those fake backgrounds <laughs> up or you've got the blurred screen or I mean, if you have your camera off, don't even get, don't even talk to me about that. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I think, I think having that is, is just opens up, you know, some, some form of, of conversation and, and just, I guess, kind of tries to humanize the sales process. I, I'm, I'm a strong yeah. believer in that as well. And I think it's, you know, selling all virtually takes, truthfully takes some of the fun of sales away. Like you're not roaming the halls, like you were talking about in the Oracle mm -hmm. days, you're not taking people to lunch right now. Um, but I think it just helps to break through that barrier um, just a little bit through Zoom of, of trying to have more yeah. human conversations and, you know, even take the numbers out. Like if you're on eight Zoom calls a day, just back to back talking yeah. with customers, if all you're doing is pitching and running like a sharp discovery and you don't have any human interaction, like, you know, your, your fatigue just goes through the roof. I, I can oh, it's speak so to fatiguing. that personally. Oh, it is. It really is. And getting to know people on a more personal level. If nothing else, it definitely helps your results, but it also just keeps you sane and more energized throughout the day, I feel. Oh, it's so much more fun. It's so much more fun. Like we've had people give to, so one, so one thing that, one thing that's really cool about IntroSnap, and I'm not just plugging, but like just on this personal thing, that, and we've learned this a little bit after launching more than we even thought, because um, we call it the most personal touch you can make. Um, people, the, 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 the recipients or the, you know, the buyers basically, you know, execs, um, they're picking charities that are local and personal to them. And so you learn about it. That was the thing like, oh, like uh, one, that, one, one that our users selected, our users told us that, that their buyer selected, uh, which we love is the uh, Atlantic White Shark Conservancy. Mm -hmm. You know, like this person lives in Florida and everybody, but you know, it turns out that the health of the white shark population says a lot about the health of the ocean. Mm -hmm. Right, but I didn't, I didn't know that that place. So now we talk about, oh, that's a cool example. And another one is, 
this thing called Pine Castle, which helps people in need. And another one is, you know, and they they get, you know, the 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 um, some animal rescue, you know, in central New York is one that came up the other day. You've never heard of these things, but it matters to them. And so you it's so much more fun to talk about that stuff both yeah. to both to both parties. Yeah, because yeah, you kind of have, like it's not they're not generally picking UNICEF and the Cancer Society. Nothing wrong with those, but they're not necessarily picking the big ones. It's gen tends to be these cool unknown things. And that's why the thread gets a lot more interesting um, and, 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 and personal. And it is totally more fun to, to get on those topics uh, uh, and, and break up the conversation uh, with that. Um, you know, one thing other thing about Zoom, a little sales tip is on this whole thread of getting people to talk is that like in a room like yours and we usually have a room i mean i happen to be here but um the customer will also call things out if you put them behind you so so one little trick is or just tip is to put something interesting on your walls like you've got some space to the back left of you and on that 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 nice wooden door in the san francisco apartment um (laughs) you know sometimes you, you can put like a big uh, you know, some award that you won or something from your alma mater, especially if yeah. it's a big school or some uh, hang a guitar from the wall or yeah. some piece of some memorabilia, you know, baseball bat or, you know, and, and some stuff like that. And, and sometimes, oh, you play guitar or, oh, you went to Michigan or, oh, you are you a baseball player? And then you can draw them into talking with you on a personal level as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, because we're on Zoom, we kind of have that opportunity. So just a little thing to think about. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Um, I've actually, I have a new picture that's right in front. So it's the opposite of what you're talking about because you mm-hmm. can't see it and I can see it, but I am going to, uh, I've been meaning to switch my desk over to show that, but that's a great, I think that's a great point. I've seen some people even have like whiteboards and they'll write thing, you know, write quotes on them or something funny or draw something if they're, you know, have that artistic ability. Um, yep. I'm curious, this is just a random thought, but has anyone... Uh, flipped intro snap on you and tried to sell to you by donating to a charity of your choice or is that is it they, too early yeah well, they know they have so i've had several i've had several people who want me to buy their automation uh yeah. uh send me an intro snap uh yeah. donation <laughs> offer I'm like, very smart very smart okay you've got me you've got my 30 minutes absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. it's cool what, what, it's, what's your go-to uh what's your go-to charity you know, um, there's a number of them, but they tend to be, I, I, I love to support the environment. You know, we've got yeah. to save the planet, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, um, uh, it, like, uh, I, and I love to fly fish and I love the mountains and all that. So anything like Sierra Club, American mm-hmm. Rivers, mm-hmm. Uh, Trout Unlimited, you know, uh, Friends of the River, like these types of, because the rivers are kind of like the veins, you know, to the system of the globe and we've got to keep them healthy. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's what, that's what, um, uh, that I'll, that I'll, I'll invariably give to something like that. Yeah. I love it. I figured that fly fishing example earlier was, was personal. That would be a random yeah. thing to, uh, to yeah. just pick out of the crowd if it wasn't. Yeah. Um, so here's a thought or here's a question for you, uh, that I've been thinking about. And since we're talking about charity right now, um, a lot of people in sales, right? Like one reason that we're in that we're in this is because it's, um, you know, it can be pretty financially rewarding, right? Especially mm-hmm. if you're doing well and you have a good year and you're getting your commission and, and all that good stuff. So something that I've been thinking as someone that's been in sales uh, for, you know, seven or so years now uh, in B2B and SaaS is like, 
okay, where am I? I need something to tie myself to a little bit from, from a, from a charitable perspective. And I'm curious, like mm -hmm. outside of intro snap, um, it sounds like maybe you just kind of found those through some of your hobbies, but um, I feel like if, if people are listening and they are starting to make some more money and, you know, their, their basic needs are met and maybe they get a little nicer apartment or something, but, but do want to give back. If you have tips for finding a good charity, uh, you know, um, how much to donate or how frequently or any tips that you have on that just from throughout your career. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's something that I've never yeah. really heard people talk much about. That's true. That's true. Um, so the first thing I would do is uh, it, it, you want to give to a charity that, that really matters to you. That's the whole yeah. point. Um, it doesn't have to be, oh, I have to give to, you know, Global Save the Children Fund. There's lots of those guys. They're getting billions of dollars from all kinds of donors, which is fine. Uh, but what's what's fun about it and really gets the kind of tugs the heartstrings is when you find a charity that's local to you or, again, has something to do with one of your hobbies. Let's say you love surfing. There are ocean charities. There's probably a charity for the beach that you surf at. Like literally, yeah. like save the such and such beach or whatever, guaranteed. Uh, oh, well, that's where I go on the weekends. That's, you know, and then, you know, it's going to that area. So search for your town, for the name of your beach, search for the name of your, your wherever you got your dog, search for your local school or the school you went to, guarantee you they have a fund. Um, you know, um, your alma mater for sure has a fund, yeah. uh, you know, if you went to college, you know, um, so anything that's near and dear to you, just start searching. You will find stuff. It's incredible. There is a, I mean, literally on IntroSnap, we have over a million. I mean, a million. There's a charity wow. for everything. Yeah, for everything. And so, um, and so then to how to find one, go to IntroSnap.com. We have yeah. a, we have a, we have a charity search right there for free on the homepage. You can uh, on, on one of the on one of the on the nav, and start putting in city names and names of things. Um, and and it's actually kind of a fun discovery process. Uh, and that's when you realize, oh, okay. And it's also a little bit of aha, aha moment. Like I see, this is what the customers are doing and they have fun doing it. And then they see their charity in there. The other day, um, you know, I use InterSnap too. And the other day uh, we, you know, we're selling to heads of marketing, heads of sales. Uh, and I was on with a prospect to, to use InterSnap and they're going to move forward, which was awesome. And, um, and uh she said, um, you know, that they, they don't realize that it's in there. So basically it's, it's, you kind of prod a little bit. Well, you know, there's blah, blah, blah. I said, well, and she had a dog that came in during the zoom and I said, Oh, you have dogs. Where'd you get your dog? Oh, I, I got it at this little shelter. And, in, in, in this, it was uh, like in New York or whatever. And, and I said, Oh yeah. And I did a search on IntraSnap right there on the call. Boom. There it is. <laughs> like, so like, she's like, no way. Right. And there's like such an awesome moment. And so then, you know, the, the, that's like this aha. And then the day after you send an interest snap donation offer and, you know, and she accepts it and it's just awesome. Right. And then, yeah, you know, like, okay, there's a bond right there. Uh, so that's where it gets, it gets really, uh, really fun. I love it. I love it. Um, well, first of all, Scott, I, I appreciate um, your time, um, your advice, and just in general, like, trying to create a business, but also doing good at the same yeah. time. I, like you said, I think that's something that everyone, but I think a lot of millennials in general, like people like to support those types of businesses and, and 
see that the uh, the world in, in a lot of ways is you know getting kind of screwed up uh in, yeah. you know for lack of better term and so i think anyone that is you know running a business but also trying to to do good in their own way is is super valuable and something that you know we all would thank you for so I, i'm curious just the last thing for anyone that wants to get in touch with you to chat mm -hmm. with you to learn more about intro snap um to prospect into you uh whatever whatever it might be what's the yeah. best way to uh to reach out to you um so number one uh as far as intro snap goes we made it frictionless you can go and sign up for free at introsnap.com uh, there's literally no payments. Uh, you can send out donation offers or charitable gift offers. And only when they accept it, do I end up having to even make a payment. So great for even, we have individual, individual reps. So like, uh, I'm just going to go do this. Um, and then they, then their, their buddies are like, how'd you get that deal? Or how'd you get that meeting? Or what's, you know, and then they end up spreading it within or, you know, VPs or someone they can sign up. If you want to contact me, it's, it's my first name dot last name at introsnap.com scott.milliner and chef.com linkedin's fine too and uh you know uh uh just reference you know tom's uh podcast glad to you know glad to talk to anybody and help uh uh you know uh we're all in the game together and it's great to share ideas um and would love to have anybody go ahead and try intro snap and use it in your in your sales process and it's a lot of fun and, and, and it's working well awesome well scott i appreciate the time um, thanks for sharing everything. Everyone definitely go check out introsnap.com and, and add Scott on LinkedIn and, and uh, follow along the journey and try it out. What's up, everybody? Thanks for checking out that podcast. Uh, happy July to you. Uh, would love if you took 22 seconds and hit subscribe wherever you're listening or watching this. Uh, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, your favorite podcast player. And be sure to check out some of my content on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm Tom Alamo. And on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Tommy Tahoe. Have a great day. Make it legendary. Peace.